Hey everyone, this is John. This episode's going to be just a little bit different. I'm going to be talking about a topic that is an unfortunate one, but one that I feel like I need to talk about because it's something I'm dealing with in my life, and I think it's something that you're probably either you've dealt with it in your life, you are currently dealing with it, or at some point you will. This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. And this week, we're talking about cancer. So sit back, buckle up, because we're going to get into it, but hopefully by the end, we are going to be able to share some things with you that are going to be helpful to you as you support those that you know, you love, you care about that have cancer. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. I am your host, John Hewlin. As always, so excited that you decided to spend some of your hard-earned time with me. As I mentioned in the introduction, this week is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be talking about the topic of cancer, but specifically going to be talking about ways that you and I can be supporting those that we know, we love, we care about that have some form of cancer. As always, there is a reason for why I do the things I do, and here's the reason why I'm doing this episode. My mom, Kathy Bruce, uh, was diagnosed with cancer last year sometime. I don't remember the exact date, but she was. And she's gone through several rounds of chemo. And I thought things were on the upswing, looking better. And then not all that long ago, I got a call from my sister. Well, I think it was a text message. It doesn't matter. From my sister, Carrie. And she told me that um, my mom was given 12 to 18 months to live. Now, as you might imagine, that hit me pretty hard. Not immediately, but it did over a little bit of time that followed that. And I kind of struggled with that a little bit, you know, because, I mean, who wants their mom to die for any reason, let alone because of cancer? I know I don't, and I'm sure you don't. But here's the other thing. My mom's one of my best friends. I talk to my mom all the time, and I'm trying to imagine a world in which I can't just pick up the phone and call my mom or text her anytime I want. That's just, that's very difficult for me to imagine. And I don't want to, frankly. But once I got over the initial shock of it all, I started talking to other friends of mine that I know have either gone through or are currently dealing with this whole issue of cancer. And I got to tell you, a great resource for me have been Owen and Teresa Hemsath. And they've been on this podcast before. I'll be sure to reference that particular episode in here. Now, they weren't talking about cancer at the time. They were talking about YouTube. But um, they this is something they're dealing with because Owen has cancer. And they're, they have such great attitude about how to deal with it. And one of the things that I want to share with you is a resource right off the bat that they told me about. Um, and the resource that they shared with me, well, it's, it's several, but this is like, if you don't know where to start, start with this kind of thing. It's a book. Again, we'll reference it in the show notes, but it's called Radical Remission, 
Surviving Cancer Against All Odds. It's by Dr. Kelly Turner. I have picked up that book. I have read that book. It is a fantastic book. And so I highly, highly recommend that book. I hope that's something that you'll get. Uh, Get it for you. Get it for anyone you know that's caring for someone that's going through cancer. And definitely for anyone who's going through cancer. It's just a tremendous resource. So as I was thinking about this episode and what I could do as a way I could give back, that I could help other people who love someone who's going through cancer, but you don't necessarily know what to do to support them, this is the episode for you. So that's what we're going to talk about today. How to support those that you care about, those that you love that are going through cancer. So without further ado, let's jump right into that. Okay? So here goes. For someone that's living with cancer, the support of family and friends is critical in their journey. But, you know, that diagnosis of cancer often catches everybody by surprise and roles get shifted, at least the roles we're accustomed to playing. So if you're like me and you haven't personally struggled with cancer, even though you could be well-meaning, you might be unable to understand completely what your loved one or your friend is going through, both emotionally and physically. I would even add to that spiritually. So as you begin to face this new territory with that person you love, here are some tips that I think will help you. All right, here we go. Tip number one, consciously listen. Simply listening to somebody with cancer may sound easy, but it's many times extremely difficult. We want to make things better. I know I want to do that for my mom. We want to fix things. Okay, I know it is such a guy thing, I know, but I do. I am a fixer. I like fixing things. It's just how I'm wired up. But many times a listening ear is what helps the most. We need to let our loved one express his, or in my case, her feelings, even though these feelings make you uncomfortable. Now, you can be pretty sure that if your loved one brings up a difficult topic, such as dying, she has been thinking about it for quite a while. Allow her the opportunity to have the comfort of sharing. Don't judge, don't interrupt, and listen with your eyes and body, not just your ear. Now, I realize if you're a long distance away, you might not be able to do some of those things, but maybe try and have that conversation over Zoom or a video chat or something like that so the person can see your eyes and can see your body. Here's an added note, and this one I think is pretty important. Keep in mind that contrary to what some will tell you, Keeping a positive attitude with cancer has not, doesn't necessarily make the survival rate greater. I say that for this reason. It's important for your loved one to know that it's okay for them, for that loved one, to express negative emotions with a trusted friend or family member and to be able to just let those things go. So many times we're going to have to be sounding boards, folks, for them because that's something they need. Now, we're going to need that too, but not to the one going through it. You need to find somebody else to do that with, another trusted friend. But I bet you already knew that. All right, 
Number two, dealing with your own feelings first. Now, you may end up being a caregiver for this person that has cancer. You may not. But the information I'm about to share still applies. So whether you're a caregiver or not, we are faced with our own set of difficult emotions and fears. What's going to happen to my loved one? Will she have pain? Is she going to live? What's going to happen to me? How's my life going to change? Try to face your own fears first so that you're truly able to listen to that loved one in a very attentive way. You may be struggling with grief. If you find yourself feeling alone in that difficult spot between trying to maintain hope and grieving for the future, be sure to learn about anticipatory grief. I'll try and include a link in the show notes to an article about that anticipatory grief. Number three, not that this isn't one we should all be doing anyway, but say I love you often. So no matter how much your actions express love, they're not a substitute for your words. Hear me in that. Extremely important. Affirm that other person. Praise their efforts. Even if all they do after a round of chemo is brush their teeth, let them know how special and valued they are and how well they did. Number four, step into their shoes. As these tips keep coming that I'm sharing with you, it can be helpful to try and imagine yourself in your loved one's shoes. What does it really feel like to have cancer? Now, of course, you can't completely understand the pain and fears and the emotional roller coaster of cancer just by imagining it, but by imagining yourself facing cancer that may give you some insight into the concepts that you may not otherwise have or understand. Uh, number five, lend a hand. For those with cancer, life goes on despite running for treatment and coping with annoying side effects like cancer-related fatigue. Bills accumulate, dust gathers. Something as simple as offering to help clean the house for an hour is always appreciated. Don't wait for that loved one to ask for help. And be specific when you offer your help. Don't say, let me know when you need something. Rather, say something like this. Can I come over on Wednesday at 2 o'clock and wash a few windows or clean the bathrooms or vacuum the carpet? Now, it doesn't have to be just cleaning things. It could be mowing the grass. It could be running to the grocery store. It could be whatever, but be specific. Number six, if this is possible, go to appointments with them. And let me give a shout out here to my stepsister, Kelly. My stepsister, Kelly, has been going with my mom on her appointments for quite a while. Not just the chemo appointments, but also appointments with doctors so that she has someone there who can write stuff down to be able to remember it. And she has been a godsend for my mom. And so, Kelly, thank you for doing that. So, if it's possible, going to appointments with that loved one, you know, quite honestly, that is, expresses the fact that you care. Hospitals and clinics can be frightening places and waiting can be just excruciating. Bring a notepad, ask questions, take notes, but allow the loved one to make her own decisions. 
So going with them, extremely important. Next, add a touch of humor. Humor sometimes can be the best medicine. Now be sensitive to the times that your loved one needs to express grief, but be ready to laugh and smile as well. You know, one of the things I did for my mom was I made some recommendations on like TV shows or comedians that she could check out. Now, one of the comedians that I liked, she didn't particularly like, but there was a show that she liked, Ted Lasso on Apple Plus. I love that show. And I thought my mom would really dig it because it's, it's really, it's funny, but there's a lot of smart stuff in it too, which by the way, it's a fantastic show about leadership. You guys know I can't go through any episode without talking about leadership. So there's one for you, Ted Lasso, check it out. All right, so adding that touch of humor is really important. I think we're up to number eight now, I think it is. Uh, respect that person's need to be alone. Sometimes loved ones who are dealing with cancer claim they wanna be alone so they don't bother us, but at other times they truly do want to be alone. So if it's possible, monitor other visitors as well. Does that loved one feel like she has to entertain them, but doesn't want to offend them and ask them to go? If you're there, you know, gently let the other visitors know when your loved one appears to be tired and thank them for visiting. Again, I realize it requires you to be there to do this, but if not, if you're not there present, but you do find out about these other well-meaning folks, you know, you may just want to give them a quick phone call or something. It's like, hey, you know, in my case, you know, mom's really struggling with some of this stuff. And so maybe let's cut back on the visits or, you know, check with so-and-so first before you come over just to make sure it's an okay day to do that. And uh, trust me, if they love that loved one, which I'm sure they do, they'll understand. Next, I think again, number nine, be an information gatherer. This is really important. Having information appears to be easy. No, excuse me. Having information appears to ease some of the anxiety faced by people with cancer and at times can even make a difference in some of the outcomes. Research, research, research. So, so important. If you don't know how to do it, learn how to do it. Research your loved one's disease online. Ask the cancer center you're dealing with for information. Take notes. Ask questions at the doctor's appointments, which we already talked about. Um, keep in mind that some people don't want their loved ones to share the latest information on clinical trials or suggest yet another treatment. You have to listen to the loved one, the one you care about. It's what that person wants. So it's okay to share the information, but then sit back and listen to what that person has to say. Now here's one that kind of hit me hard because I wasn't expecting it, but here it is. Don't hide things from that person or from other loved ones. Our loved, ones, our loved ones with cancer need an honest assessment of their condition to make decisions that best fit their needs, even if the honesty is painful. And be honest with other family members and especially children. We want to protect our children from the reality of what their parent or grandparent may be facing, but children often imagine the worst. Even if the prognosis is poor, sharing with children honestly gives them the opportunity to begin their grieving and express their love. This is something that I've done with my kids. Now, I waited until the semester was over to share that information because I didn't want them to deal with this in the midst of finals. But 
I still let them know what was going on with their grandmother because I felt like they needed to start their process because if they didn't, I wouldn't want it to hit all of a sudden and then kind of be in the middle of it. So that's why I did that. I found that helpful with them. Perhaps you will as well. Next, help that loved one find support. No matter how much someone like you or I without cancer can empathize, talking to someone facing the same challenges can be invaluable for someone facing cancer. Ask your local cancer center for information on in-person support groups. Many online support groups are available as well and carry the advantage of being able to connect to others with cancer and cancer caregivers 24-7. If your loved one is not interested in a support group, check into the matching services provided by organizations, and there's many of them out there, in which people with cancer are matched up with others facing the same cancer. I found that very interesting and very helpful. So take that one to heart. Uh, there is an organization out there called Longevity, like L-U-N-G-E-V-I-T-Y is the name of it. That's one to check out for that matching service. Next, flexibility. Family members often have many different opinions when a loved one has cancer based on their own life experiences. Friction often develops and hurt and resentment can follow. Your loved one does not want to be the source of family conflict. Hear that. They do not want that. Try to hear each other's viewpoints, no matter how dissimilar they may seem. And keep in mind that all of you have a common goal. You want to support that loved one. So work together with your other family members and close friends. We're in this together, folks. Let's act like we know that. Next, take care of yourself. Eating healthy getting enough sleep, and maintaining harmony in your own life will help you provide the support your loved one needs. I can promise you that's one of the best things you can do for them is taking care of you. Now, for more tips on how to take care of you, I have previous episodes that you can check out, and I have some upcoming ones that are going to be fantastic. So be on the lookout for those. Last tip, what does your loved one wish you knew? That sounds like a strange question, but go with me on this for just a minute. Now, there's a great resource out there, which I will put in the show notes for you. It's an article. And this resource is for learning how to support a loved one living with cancer. It's called Let Me Live, 20 Things People with Cancer Want You to Know. Now, no matter how hard we try to walk in the shoes of someone with cancer, it helps to hear the thoughts, desires, and wishes shared by people who have actually walked that difficult road. And finally, your loved one probably doesn't realize it yet, but being an advocate for her in her care is totally priceless. So I'll include another article for you about how to advocate for yourself or for a loved one with cancer so that you make sure you get the best care possible. Again, I am so grateful to my stepsister, Kelly, for all that she's done for my mom and being there, a huge advocate for my mom. 
during all of this uh, for my sister Carrie, who is herself a cancer survivor. Uh, it'll be two years this July 2022. And so, as you might imagine, this is difficult for her to deal with because it brings up a lot of emotions for her. Not that it doesn't for me, but mine are very different from hers because I haven't been through that. So, I wanted to do this episode for those of you out there who are like me and you have a loved one who's been diagnosed with cancer. You didn't expect it. That person certainly didn't expect it. And you're like, what in the world do I do? I don't know how to help because this is not my area of expertise. Clearly, this is not my area of expertise. So I hope that you found this information helpful. Again, I'll include lots of links in the show notes to other resources that I think will be invaluable to you. If you have any questions, concerns, thoughts, or whatever, hit me up, you know, email me, send me DMs, whatever it is, find a way to contact me. I'll get back to you. And if I don't know the answer, I promise you, I will direct you towards someone who does because that's what I do. I love you guys. I care deeply about you and what's best for you. So thanks very much for tuning in today. Don't forget, those ratings and reviews are so huge for the show. Please let me know what you think about it and how I can improve it. If there's a guest you'd love to have me interview, send me a message about that as well. Always looking for great folks to have on the show to help benefit you. So once again, thanks for being here today. Thanks for listening in. And have a great day. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.